Hello and welcome to another Lunchtime Live here at All for United. It's the United Daily, your Monday to Friday daily podcast where we hit on the biggest talking points to do with Manchester United. And as ever, after a game, the, the lunchtime after a game, uh, we do the Twitter react show where we react, the panel reacts to tweets reacting to the game last night. It's all about the reaction. So why not get involved and react yourself in the live chat? If you're not already over there, come over to YouTube, youtube.com forward slash all for United. Uh, it's all words, by the way, no numbers. So all for United. Uh, get in the live chat and give us your thoughts as we talk. Look, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the criticism towards Oli a little bit later on. We're going to be talking about the Maguire and Rashford bust up as well that happened on the pitch that I've been quite vocal about on Twitter. Um, but I think we should start, lads, uh, because I know you're both ready to go. Let's get your popcorn at the ready uh, with your thoughts on what happened last night. Uh, Barry, am I being overly kind calling that a snooze fest last night? Um, absolutely, overly kind. It was a load of utter garbage. I think that's more apt. Um, I think those of us that um, have been supporters for a long time and those that go to the history books, if you go back to the time of Sir Matt Busby, Sir Matt always used to say to the players, that they should feel privileged that they're entertaining crowds, that you are dealing with people that work hard every day and you need to entertain them. And I think that needs to be put across to this current crop because last night was an utter abomination. I, I actually felt that I wasted a couple of hours watching a whole lot of absolute garbage last night. Now, of course, there are those out there who are very much of the school of the glass is half full. So we'll hear all the platitudes of if you would have told me that United would be second at this time of the year, I would have bitten your hand off and compared to last year, it's much better. But boy, oh boy, it's absolutely awful to watch. And I'm sure we're going to speak about it later. But I mean, the tactics were absolutely pathetic. And, you know, he doesn't ring in any changes during the game when it's not going well. We wait until at least two-thirds or three-quarters of the game is over. Um, I'm hoping that we can speak about individual players whom, in my opinion, are just not good enough to wear the shirt. But as a United fan last night, I felt let down. I felt that these guys are out there and all they're interested in is a salary and not giving a bloody rat's tail about entertaining the supporters. And, you know, these are troubled times for all of us. Most of us are working extremely hard under lots of different pressures. And, you know, I look forward to the game at the start of a day. And last night, amongst other games recently, I felt absolutely let down. And quite frankly, I would, have, would rather have spent the night at work than watching that utter hogwash that they dished up. Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of people resonating with your thoughts there, Barry. I love the doc in full-on ramp mode. Uh, Neil, before I pitch him, let's come over to you. What were your thoughts on last night? God, that was absolutely... It was just mock. Utter, utter mock. Um, I do take... Um, I do question that Doc said tactics. I didn't notice any tactics, by the way, because it was just like like it's like Sunday League football. There's the 11 shirts. Who we got turning up? Oh, you play there. You play there. Oh, at least we got 11, and we'll put a couple on the bench, and then we'll see how it goes. And you, remember, you have a couple of cigarettes at halftime and all that crap. It was absolute junk. I mean, I gave up sitting on the sofa watching a film with my amazing lady and said to her, I said, look, 
you know, I want to watch this game. It's just, they've, they've got to win tonight. And then she came in after she came after the game, and she said to me, "She said, how did they play?" I said, "That was utter shit," and that was a quote. And I never swear in front of my lady, because um, wh- why should you swear in front of a woman? But it was just garbage. I mean, wholesale changes need to be made. Root and branch. Um, Ollie, we've drawn with out. We we drawn with Albion. We lost to Sheffield United, and we draw with Crystal Palace. You. Those three games just sum up the season. Yes, I agree with Doc. You'll get people out there. We're second in the league, blah, blah, blah. That's not the point. We're Manchester United. We should be a lot closer to the top of the league. Um, and we might be second in the league now, but I'm worried about us coming top four the way we're playing at the moment because <laughs> we're on a downward spiral. And uh, I'm not Ole in or Ole out and all that sort of crap. So if you want to jump on me on Twitter, fine. But big root and branch changes need to be made at this club. If they don't come top two, then I'm sorry, he's he's out. It's interesting. Neil isn't an Ollie in or an Ollie out man. He's an Ollie shake it all about kind of person. Sorry, I had to get yeah. that one in there. Had to get well, that one in there. Had to get that one in there. I used to work for a company called Okie and we used to... <laughs> Do I did, the Doki. I to, I, yeah. I, I did <laughs> used to work for a company called Okie. They're a printer company. And it Love was that. one in, one out and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, <laughs> I, I personally think it, 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 that's that's how strongly I feel about some of these performances recently. Yeah, um, he, He's a legend of the club, but he's devoid of tactics when the last 20 minutes when we should throw everything at teams and it was just pass, 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 going nowhere. Our best player was Luke Shaw, the left back. We shouldn't. Luke Shaw should never be the best player in away games to Crystal Palace. Can, can I just pitch in on that, Neil? You're saying about throwing the kitchen sink at teams and going going for it, taking a risk in the last 20 minutes to, to get that victory. I think this comes back to a point you keep making about his substitutions. Yes. He's got two players on the bench there who are young, risk-free, flair players at the moment, don't necessarily fit a mm. system, aren't necessarily ready and up to the physicality yeah, yeah. of the Premier League. But yeah. when you've got Marcus Rashford, who I don't think kept hold of the ball once in that second half, I actually think, and I'll go as far as to say, that was Rashford's worst performance of his career so far last night. Mm-hmm. He couldn't even do the basics. He didn't even... I, I can't even remember him running at a, d- a defender. I think he beat Van no. Arnholt once. He was extremely poor yesterday. And I get what Oddie said after the game. Look, when you've got players like Rashford, Bruno, Greenwood on the pitch, you only need a moment. I get that, Ollie, but if you're hanging into onto moments, then that's like me going and pitching for the lottery every week. You know, I've got a one in 100 million chance of winning all that money. You, you, you're just hanging your... You, you, you're not influencing the game. You're not doing anything to make something go in your favour. You're just hanging on to hope. And, and I don't think that's the right way to approach something like that. Us as fans, if he had brought on someone like Amadiallo or made a final positive change in the last 10 to 15 minutes, at least we could have turned around and gone, well, do you know what? He used what he could have done on his bench and he did go for it in the end. But but he didn't. He, he didn't. And one thing that baffles me, and and it comes back again to tactics. And I'm not this over-tactical person. I, I don't like to go in about these things. But in that first half against Chelsea, we evidently played a high line with the wrong back foot. So what I mean by that is we were all shocked that when we came out of the traps against Chelsea... Our defence was so high up the pitch and we were really closing Chelsea down at, at full pace. And we kept getting caught because our defensive setup wasn't right. Lindelof and Maguire are not the two right people to have if you're going to play a line that high. 
our line was nowhere near that high against Crystal Palace yesterday with Eric Bailly in that defence, who is the right defender to play in that situation. For me, we should have played like we did in that first half against Chelsea last night against Palace. And I have yeah. no idea why we didn't. It was just we were completely stuck for ideas. As you said, we only looked dangerous when, when Luke Shaw had the ball, our left back had the ball um we we were playing the ball two sideways there was just not enough creativity fred lost the ball way too much again bruno. way too much again bruno just didn't have a Terrible. sniff he's just being marked out of games completely marked out again but you know what the problem is it's because he hasn't got someone like pogba behind him he floats back to get the ball potentially to influence games and then the problem he has is is he's literally cuddling fred and matic where they're all so close together there's no one coming back to get the ball to play around them it was just it's like they don't know what's going on that they don't have the right communication and 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 they're not talking to each other during the game same with rashford why is he hugging that touchline so much because that's what he's been told to do but, but what what but neil i don't it's, believe that i don't believe yeah. that I think Rashford's hugging that touchline because he's knackered and he doesn't want to make the same surging runs that he was making in the first half of the season because he hasn't got the physicality to do it. I think we looked knackered and void of ideas yesterday. Go on, Barry, you 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 done this first. Right, right. So the first thing to say, you're playing Crystal Palace. They leak goals galore. You start with two holding midfielders yet again. So already you've got virtually, you've got your back five of Henderson plus the back four, and you've got your two holding midfielders playing in front of your back four. The disconnect between the midfield and the front runners is absolutely frightening. And at the risk of taking a lot of flack on Twitter, I'm going to say that I think Fred is absolutely woeful as a midfielder. The guy cannot thread a pass. He's passing his wayward all the time. He concedes so many free kicks. And all I can say is that the financial board at Shakhtar must still be rolling around laughing hysterically at the 52 million pounds they were played, paid for this bang average midfielder. But the biggest problem is when you looked at the bench last night, who was there to bring on in midfield? There really was nobody else to call upon. And mm -hmm. I agree with you totally, Ben. We've got a couple of young flair players on the on the bench. Diallo, an unknown quantity in the Premiership. Bring the guy on. He can't do any worse than the players that you've got on the field. And for Oli to turn around and say that you've got the likes of Rashford and Greenwood and Bruno who can turn a game and you persist with them throughout the game, I think that tactically that is, I don't know whether it's naive or idiotic or a combination of the two. It's not going well in the first half. You've had one shot on target in the first half. Mm -hmm. We had zero shots on target in the second half. For God's sake, at half time, make a change. And his unbridled loyalty to the likes of Rashford and Fred, I find absolutely alarming. Rashford can I hit on that quickly? Last night. I do agree Sorry. on Rashford. Can I, can I just hit on that, Barry, just quickly, just, just to add to your point there. I also don't think it was him just relying on Rashford and Bruno yesterday to do a moment of magic. I think he's doing it consistently. I think every game Rashford or Bruno plays a part in it and he can't leave them out. And I think that's because yeah. he relies too heavily on them. And I think that's why we noticed Rashford's performance last night as being well under par. Unbelievably. Rashford, by the way, if that was under Sir Alex or any other manager, he would not play against City. That performance 
performance but, was disgusting yeah, yesterday. But, Re but Rashford's performances have been below par for several games. His decision-making is poor. He um, holds on to the ball for too long. Um, I, I found him very poor, but I think he's scared to drop him. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, he should have been withdrawn much earlier from the game. And the other thing that one has to reflect upon is early in the game, Cavani had a very good chance that he ballooned over the bar. And the mm -hmm. thing is, against these teams that defend deep, if you don't score early against them, it becomes a bigger, bigger problem throughout the game. Because for mm -hmm. Crystal Palace last night, it was a cup final. And, you know, the determination they showed, you know, is admirable. But we bring this on. And no question about it, when we play teams who come at us, we have a much better chance of winning the game because gaps are left. We can play on the break. But as soon as, you know, we play against teams that defend deep and, you know, cases in point recently, Sheffield United, West Brom. I mean, these results are abysmal and I hate to mention them. But if this was Man City against Crystal Palace last night, they probably would have been 3-0 up in the first 15 minutes. And, mm -hmm. you know, the tactics have to change. There's no question about it. And Oli's in-game management is just terrible because he doesn't change anything during the game or he waits till the 86th minute to make a substitution. Can I just quickly, Barry, loads of people just messaged in now. I'm going to come back over to you. Hello to Stuart. Hello to Jeff. Hello to Skeptic. Hello to Victor. Uh, hello mm. to Ugly Bear is on with us once again as well. Maiba is on too. Mark's in the live chat, or as we like to call him, Sexy Haircut 356. Oh. Uh, he is with us. Uh, like, hopefully he won't get banned today. Uh, hello to Ashley as well. Hello to all you guys. I don't know if you heard, by the way, Rishi Sunak. Um, the reason why Mark's got his hair done is because he managed to put some of that big budget towards Mark's hair and he's had it all nicely done by his missus. So there we go. Well on the paywall. Um, Neil, let me come over to you, mate. Um, just quickly, if you want to quickly reflect on, on what we've just been saying, um, and then I'm going to move on to some tweets, if that's okay with you. What what I don't understand with Ollie is why can't we change the system in game? Why is he, he sticks this rigid system and there's, there's, there is zero tactics as far as I can see. Like you say, uh, but why can't we change the system? Why can't we go to a three at the back? Why can't we go to four four two? Just try something a bit different. He's, I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine last night after the game, and he's an Everton fan. And he said to me, he said, if we swap managers, he he, he said to me, if we swap managers, United win the league. Yeah, That's, yeah. I know, I know, it's a big word, but we we need. There's no. I'm so frustrated with Ollie. I love him as a legend. He scored one of the greatest goals in the club history, if not the greatest goal in the club's history. But mm -hmm. we just—I'm sorry, but I think he's—I think he's nearing the end because performances like last night, Albion, Sheffield United, just absolutely dreadful. No, what is going on on that bench? I'd love to love to listen to what they're talking about. And I think it's important to note what's going on on the bench with the whole coaching yeah. staff too. Yeah, yeah, all because, of them. And, all of and them. They, That's what I said. They Ruben did. Um, yeah, I completely agree with that. They did a big part of. They, they had a big conversation around this on the post-match show last night. So I don't want to steal their thunder from that. Go back and watch last night's post-match reaction show. A lot of chatter around Phelan, McKenna, Carrick, um, and 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 Ollie as well on on that show. And of course, you know, 
although we're criticising and our criticism is heavy and, and Neil there is a, is allowed his prediction too, he also predicted that we'd be in around the top of the league this season as well and that we'd batter Leeds at the start of the season. So it's not all negative, um, but still you, go, go and go and check that out. We did batter Leeds. Um, go, go check that out. Um, I want to jump into a few tweets because this is a Twitter reaction show. So I've taken some tweets that I saw last night and we're going to um, have a conversation around the context inside them. And, and I suppose we should start uh, with the one that we've sort of been hitting on and, and you know, it, it, it comes to, to Ollie, the manager and the management team. Adrian Durham, who's who's never known for mincing his words. Um, that game was a sackable offence. I, I love Adrian Dur- Durham. He, As a broadcaster, he, he, he does everything to poke people. And that's what a man. good... I do it to you and Barry, Neil. You just don't notice it as much. All the poking to get something out of you. That's what a good broadcaster does. Although I basically just vainly called myself a good broadcaster. Not there yet. Um, but <laughs> I just want to hit on this quickly, uh, quickly, Barry, because Gary Neville made a point last night. I don't want to talk about sacking Ollie. That, that's not what I want to do. But Gary Neville made a point last night on a podcast that he records after near enough every United game, saying that you can win as a United manager at Ugly. You can lose as a Manchester United manager. But what you can't do is serve up boring football. Mm. And that's what we got last night, Barry. So how does Oli rectify this? Well, I think Oli has to change his whole approach to the game. He's absolutely stereotyped. He changes nothing. And I totally agree with Neil that you've got to change formation. You've got to bring in maybe an impact player off the bench. But he appears absolutely stereotyped. And, you know, his post-match press conference you know exactly what he's going to say every single time. Um, and yes, he has to, we're not sure what's going on behind the scenes, what's going on in the dressing room after the game. But, you know, I think the um, Adrian Durham's comment, um, a sackable offence, I guess, you know, if somebody in the workplace dished up a job of work with the absolute alarming mediocrity that we are dishing stuff up, he'd probably get fired. So I hear where he's coming from. But, you know, he's obviously not going to get sacked on the basis of last night. Um, I think that Oli is somebody who finds great favour with the owners and the board because I think he's a yes man to them. But, of course, when you don't answer to them, you get sacked. Just ask Jose. And, you know, one is already starting to be a bit alarmed at the messages coming out about tight budgets, etc., etc., for next season. So... My feeling is if Oli is still there next season, we're going to get more of the same. And there is this absolute fear factor of changing things around. Throw on a couple of subs, change the formation, bring on a lad like Diallo who's waiting in the wings, an exciting player, but don't dish up the absolute hogwash that you subjected us to last night, that's for sure. Yeah, Neil, whenever Oli seems to hit a, a rough patch of form, I, I, looking back at our last 12 games, I think this is similar to that run we went on last November through to mid-January before we signed Bruno. The difference is this time we're managing to get a point in some of these games that we're driven in um, instead of actually losing them. So wow. I think actually when you go back and have a look at the performances and the way we're playing, the lack of chances, the worry within the fan base, I think we're in a similar time frame now. The only thing that I would say that potentially goes in Ollie's favour, Neil, and maybe you can hit on this, is that every time it seems that Ollie's got to the point where his job is on the line, he seems to bring out a couple of big results and the team then seems to go on another another mm. run of some sorts. So with a win, potentially, I know we saw what we saw last night against City on Sunday, could that maybe spark some positivity within the club and spark a run of games and a run that we need to go on now, not just to solidate top four, but also to get in that top two? I'll be disappointed if we don't finish top two this season. 
I'll, I'll go on the record now. If we don't come top two this season, Ollie's got to go. But is that is that he's got to go as in the board will make that decision for him to go? No. Or from your point of view, he's got to go? I think the board will get rid. Get rid. I think the board will get rid because I think we've put, we've, we've put up with... We haven't won a title since 2012, isn't it? Um, and we, I mean, we won a title with Phil Jones in the team, and he would have he would have been an improvement. He could have put him in midfield last night instead of some of them, um, and that's saying a lot. But we're just, I'm sorry, but I'm a Manchester United fan. I, I, I don't want us to. Oh, great, we just we've come second. I said at the start of the season we should be challenging from the title. We're miles from the title at the moment, and City could absolutely tear us to shreds if they want on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, if you you'd probably give. Man United a two-goal start on, on Sunday and we still could get beat because we're getting absolutely dominant. I mean, Crystal Palace, we can't beat Crystal Palace away. Now we've got City away. I just, I just, I can't believe what, what I'm watching in some of these games that United are playing. And Ollie's been there plenty of time to put his stamp on this team. And people keep saying, well, he needs another transfer window. He needs this, he needs that. How many transfer windows does he need? You know, I mean, we we had we had the job, we had the muck under Mourinho, and and now we just it's just banal. The the football is banal, and you're not look you're not look, I'm not looking forward to Sunday at all, and I'll watch it, but I'm not looking forward to it. And by the way, Adrian Durham blocked me about five years ago because he was slagging off um, Luke Shaw under under Van Hal, and I was defending Luke Shaw, and I'm still barred from speaking to uh, that prick. So could you move on to the next any tweet? <laughs> do you know what I do want to just hit on there is uh, I um I, I I I sort of agree with you, but then also I I also don't I also I don't think now's the right time to change that manager, especially oh. in the summer if you say that budget is tight because that, that that next manager is just going to inherit the same squad, the same problems, the same owners, the same issues, and it's just not needed right now. I think Ollie needs to guide us to a top two. But most importantly, he needs to win a trophy. I think he needs to do something just to relieve some sort of weight off of his shoulder. Uh, shoulders, sorry. I, I do feel like as a squad, there's still room for improvements. I do still feel like there's square pegs in round holes. But I get what, what you are saying, Neil. Do you know what my biggest worry is, O'Neill? Is that in these games that we're drawing nil-nil, we're averaging 62% possession. Again, I don't like to be a stat man. Averaging 62% possession, right? And we've, we're getting an average of one shot on target a game. That's my worry. We're not creating chances and we're not even dominating those games. That's that's the struggle for me. I don't I don't worry about the stats, but I'll ask you this question. Go Would on. you be happy winning a trophy and coming fifth? No, another, no. Another year of playing on Thursdays. But in my head, in my head right now, I'm not even contemplating finishing outside that top four. From where we have been over the past couple of months, I don't think I don't think we're in the position yet. I don't think it's done, don't get me wrong, but I don't think we're in a position yet where we're the least favourites out of the four or five teams around us for us not to finish in the top four. For me, the biggest concern is that the mentality isn't there to drive us to a comfortable top two finish because that's what it should be. And that's where we should be now. That's my biggest problem. And, and that's my frustration with the, the coaching, the management, the setup and the players. I think that if results carry on like they are with the games that are coming up, I've always said, but I said it before the, um, oh, what game was it? It was after the Southampton game, going into the Everton game. The next six games would be crucial. Everton, we've had a few games now, and then City, West Ham, and I think it's Leeds coming up. 
Um, I still think in the next four games, we'll know where we'll finish this season. And, and I think that would be the position. And, and I think it will be third or second. I, I just hope it's second, because if it's not, I just think there's always going to be question marks over Oli, the mentality of his teams, and how he can comfortably get this Man United team back to where they need to go consistently. That's a problem. It's consistency under him, which I struggle with. Um, let's move on then. Let's not talk about Adrian Durham. Let's talk about Sam Pilger instead, uh, who is someone who, whose tweets I love reading, someone who I follow on Twitter, who's, who's, who's usually quite balanced and, and, he, and he pushes a good argument. Uh, he says, I would argue this United squad is better than Leicester's title winning squad of 2016. But whereas that Leicester side were inspired when they got a sniff of the title, this United side panicked when they went top and immediately faded away. So, Barry, we've spoken about the manager and the coaching staff. What about the players? How much is this current form, the lack of creativity, just the lethargicness across the pitch? How much do the players have to have a good look at themselves here? Oh, the the players definitely have to have a good look at themselves because a lot of them are bang out of form. And we've relied very heavily on Bruno, in, uh, in fact, since he's arrived at the club. So he's way off form at the moment. And if you look at where the problems, the, the fact that we're not creating chances, I think is because of the terrible disconnect between the midfield and the front runners. And when you're playing two defensive midfielders out of three midfielders every single game, the amount of chances you create are not going to be terrific. I don't know that I agree with Sam Pilger because I think that Leicester's title-winning squad of 2016 with the likes of Vardy and Mares and various others, I think was a, a more rounded squad than we've got. But what they had was team spirit and hunger and everybody playing for the team. And I think there are too many players in the United side that are in a comfort zone knowing that they're going to be chosen week after week despite what their form is like. And um, if, this were, if this were Fergie, I think that the axe would have fallen on several of these players, even bringing in some of the youngsters from the under-23s. Um, so the players definitely have to have a good look at themselves. Too many of them are out of form. And I, I don't know whether they are playing purely under the manager's instruction, which I guess they have to. But, you know, when you look at the likes, uh, we, we've targeted Rashford, Greenwood, Martial... I mean, their their form has been utterly abysmal in recent times. Utterly abysmal. Um, Droppable form, in fact. But, you know, do we have the squad depth to replace them? Not really. And Mm -hmm. like him or hate him, but we've missed Paul Pogba terribly in these last few games. I think that could have been the difference. And maybe the Pogba haters might um, rethink some of their thoughts on him. And it's amazing how the discussion always reverts to Paul Pogba. But we've missed him terribly. Go on, Neil. Um, <laughs> I was one of the ones who stuck it to Pogba, to be fair. Um, but and sign Grealish, have, Neil. I have, oh, yeah, give me a break. He can't even get the Villa side at the moment. I know he's injured. Ha-ha, <laughs> nearly got you there, Barry. Um you don't want Grealish. Imagine Grealish with that squad going out in bloody Dean's game. <laughs> Give me a break. You've got to be kidding me. I think Ollie's problem is he's scared to drop the players. Fergie would have dropped Bruno with his form the last couple of games. He would have dropped Rashford. He would have had serious words with the likes of Greenwood. Fergie was never scared to drop a player and bring bring in someone. And we used to look at we used to look at the, the teams that sometimes Fergie had sent out. You go, but yeah, we got no chance today. And he'd, pack a, he'd put John O'Shea in the centre of midfield and stuff like that. There's, there's, 
Ollie's just scared. He, he just looks like he, he will not drop Rashford, Greenwood, Bruno. And Bruno needs a rest. I said it weeks ago. Clearly needing a rest. Mm -hmm. It's just getting worse. It's just going to get worse and worse. And I, I, I do agree with what Barry said about the Leicester side. They had, a, they had more of a team spirit. We seem to be sadly lacking team spirit at the moment. Mm -hmm. Sadly. Uh, yeah, and, and also I think part of that as well, like you've mentioned there, in terms of being dropped or, or rested, however you want to word it, I think part of that is because the, the, the players potentially, we're talking about how good a man management manager Ollie is. I don't know who the sports scientists team are, but as you said, they just look knackered. There is no point in playing a player who isn't 100% fit or isn't ready for the game, isn't there mentally or physically, for them to then, like Rashford last night, have an awful game, then to think he's got to go into that City game to prove a point. That's just not what you want to take into it. Go on, Barry. You know, if you listen to comments of top sportsmen and top team players, often when asked, what was the secret to your success? It's often the fear of failure. And that's what motivates you. Mm -hmm. And if you look at all the great United sides over the years, especially under Fergie, and I'm sure under Sir Matt as well, there was that kind of approach instilled into the squad. And I don't think we see that at all at the moment. And if the players know that if they don't perform, they're going to be dropped, I think that that sparks them on to perform better. But there are too many of them in an absolute comfort zone at the moment. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Um, let's move on to the final tweet, shall we? And uh, I cannot wait to get into this. Guys, into the live chat. Looking yeah, forward yeah. to see what Barry and Neil have to say on this one. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the floor to Chris Hames on this one mainly because I agree with him. I'm not being impartial here at all. Um, I'm seeing tweets having to go at Rashford for the way he spoke to Maguire last night. Please stop. If you've ever kicked a boy in anger or played football at any level, you'd know this happens all the time. It's nonsense. If you don't know what we're talking about, a uh, video has gone viral of Marcus Rashford shouting to Harry Maguire to shut the F up, you um, uh, willy head, in, is the nicest way that I can put it. I'm sure that and many other people have other words. Uh, the Sky Sports camera uh, picked Harry Maguire up, basically, when he played the ball forward, screaming Rashi, uh, to which then Rashford replied, what do you want me to do? And R Maguire shouted at him, get back on side. Um, not happy with the way that Rashford was reacting and, you know, to, to the ball being played forward. And that, that was Marcus Rashford's reaction. Uh, I put on Twitter earlier on, I don't have a problem with either of them having a bit of turn fry on the football pitch. I think Marcus Rashford last night would have been massively frustrated because of how poor he was and that he was probably taking that out on Maguire and, and taking that out during the game. Um, I also think Harry Maguire was probably freaking frustrated at the way the players in front of him was, were performing and, and the way the whole team was performing, the fact that they couldn't get the breakthrough. So I don't mind that. The, the thing that I cannot get my head around is people are using that clip to hit Harry Maguire with a stick to hit him with. I, 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 sorry, I said that wrong. It, it hit him Maguire with that as the stick. I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. That clip doesn't show Rashford having a lack of respect to Maguire. I could bet you any money they went in a dressing room, had a cuddle afterwards. I'll bet you any money. I bet, I bet he was left on the pitch. I don't care if it was or it wasn't. I also don't care if Maguire went back there and told him that he was a a, a, a knobhead himself. I, I don't care. For me, things like this happen on the football pitch and it doesn't reflect anything. People keep using the example of would this happen to Keane or Vieira. We live in a different world. Would Ole Gunnar Solskjaer be managing Manchester United back in 2002, 2003? I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't think that would have a manager like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who was a pure man manager like that, would, would, would be able to. You have to have a little bit more about you than, than he does. So for me, the game's changed a little bit. I think that it was picked up. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. 
I, I don't really care about it. I think too much is being made of it. Barry, what, what did you make of it? Did you see it last night? And what have you made of the reaction this morning? Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Ben. And I agree with Chris's um, tweet that he's put over there. This is in the heat of a game. And you know what? Even in a Sunday kick around with a bunch of good mates, you'd probably get banter or language like that. But of course, in the, in the world of social media in which we live, this video goes viral. It'll be picked up upon. For me, it's absolutely meaningless. And in fact, I would be more disconcerted if players didn't show that type of spirit during the game. Um, so I, I've got no issue with that. And too much is being made of that. No problem with that whatsoever. And I agree with you. They go into the dressing room and there's certainly no problem between them. It's the frustration of the of the players at the performance on the night. What do you think, um, Neil? I've, I've got no issue with it. I mean, it, it reminded me of probably 20-odd years, 25 years ago. And I, I had assumed that I played football at a decent level. And I had it bang off with our captain on the pitch. The manager subbed me. Um, and after the game, the captain decked me. And I had a black eye for about two weeks. And we went on a 10-game run and won the league that year. So I, I left the club at the end of the season, but I was always going to leave anyway. Um, but I, I, I think it's, it happens all the time. It's just because the cameras are picking it up. It's, it's just, it's all bollocks, really. Do you, um, Neil, I'll, I'll come back to you on this one. Do, do you agree that potentially, again, some people putting this out there, if that was Keen or Vieira, they would have gone over to him and given him what for during the game. I don't necessarily believe that as such. Um, but, but but would you have liked to have seen Maguire gone over and confronted him for the way that he spoke to him? Again, I, I just think it was Maguire naturally Maguire's... reacting to Rashford walking back instead of being on his toes. I, I, I... I think I think Keen would have dragged him off the pitch if, if Keen had been the captain. Um I, I would have liked to have seen Maguire sort of face him up about it. Maguire's the captain. Whether Rashford likes it or not, Maguire's the captain. And to be fair, he, he's right. Rashford's always offside. He, he spends most of his day offside. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I, just for me, for me, Neil and, and, and Barry, I don't know if you can reflect on this. I think this situation is even worse if Maguire confronts him and they go head to head. Then you're making a Maguire versus Rashford thing. But, I, I, I just... Yeah, much worse. If Maguire confronts him on the on the pitch, that's what would the, the headlines would be all about that today, and it would be an ongoing thing. And to castigate Maguire, I mean, there's a tremendous anti-Maguire movement out there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, love him or hate him, I, that's that's up to you. But I, I don't believe, and I'm quite sure that in Roy Keane's time, plenty players swore back at him. I mean, he may have confronted them in the dressing room, and we know that occasionally during the game or on the training field, he might have done so. But had Maguire made an issue of that with Rashford, that would have been very, very bad news. That would be headlines all over the world today. So I have no issue with how that played out, none at all. Go on, Neil. Did you want to say something else on that quickly? I, I've got to be honest. I wouldn't have minded if Maguire had had a word in I know it would have gone it would have gone violent to Man United, so all this sort of stuff gets massively blown out of proportion anyway. If if this happens in the championship this this Saturday, we'll, we'll you wouldn't hear about it. Um and, and parts of me, I think Rashford needs taking down a peg or two, to be honest. Um and maybe if Maguire does something publicly to bring him down a peg or two, it it, it might get him a bit more focused on the on the job in hand. That's just my opinion. Looking, looking at the way it was last night, but I bet they had a screaming, a proper, 
proper screaming match in the change rooms. I don't believe they went into the changing rooms and it was all cuddles. I just, I just don't see that. Not, not the way footballers are wound up the way they are. Well, I but hope, even, it, I hope they did. I hope even it if, wasn't cuddles. I actually what, hope it wasn't cuddles. Well, I was going to say, see, even if they I did, do it in a dressing room. That side. I want to see yeah. that side play some damn passion for, yeah. for once. Because when was the last time we saw some passion from this United side? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I, and I agree. If they did go into the dressing room and had a couple of handbags and screamed a bit at each other, good. Keep it in the dressing room. Yeah. Put him in the dressing room. I also yeah. think Maguire yeah. spot on for again spot on for doing that. Again, you know, it could have been one of those. For me, if that clip had carried on and Maguire gone, no, you're a freaking knobhead. Again, then you ask questions about Maguire. It's like, well, you're the captain. Be a little bit more professional than that. I think it was on the pitch. It was handled right there. I think Maguire left it. And and as you say, I hope I hope they had a chat in the dressing room. I think Mark's just pointed out. You know, we saw Lindelof and Bruno last season. We've seen Bruno shout out at players this season. I don't think that reflects you as a leader. I actually thought that that confrontation between Lindelof and Bruno like that, it wasn't needed. I don't think a confrontation like that should happen. I think you've got to keep things like that in the dressing room. Have a bit of spill with each other on the pitch. Like you said, that happens all the time, even when you go and play with your mates. But too much is being made of it. And you've got to ask the question, you know, would that have been picked up on the cameras and released as a clip if it was West Brom? If it was Newcastle, it doesn't, does it? It doesn't at all. Guys, I don't know if we're going to get to chat before the derby, but just quickly, um, Barry, let me just quickly get your thoughts on the game um, looking ahead to this weekend. Um, You never know what you're going to get with this United side. We could go and win the derby. But if we play like we've played in the last couple of games, we'll get absolutely slaughtered. But it's a derby. And I must say, I'm finding this one very, very difficult to call. I have a sneaking suspicion that we will see a far better performance from United. But we're going to see a City team that are bang on form at the moment. Um, They don't want to, you know, they don't want to lose a game on this winning streak that they're playing. And um, I have to say, I find it a difficult one to call. But I just have a nagging suspicion that we could go and get a result over there, despite our woeful form of late. Neil? I, I think we'd struggle to beat Derby at the moment, never mind the Derby. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm dreading Sunday because you watch the City side and they just, and you, and you watch the way we've, we've played re- recently. Um, I'm, I'm dreading it. Because I, I, the best I at the moment, because I'm really down on this on this team at the moment. I think the best we can get out of it is a draw, just to stop this win. I was talking to Mark. I was actually talking to Mark yesterday. I think he was in hairdressers, um, and uh, yeah, I was genuinely talking to him yesterday. And um, I think I think he was. I should he got his rollers in or something? What, what, you, you, talk, what, what you talk? You talk to him away from like these shows and stuff. I yeah, never yeah, of course. I spoke to you for half an hour on the show. I'll speak to the doc as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Why would you do that to yourself? Well, sometimes I struggle to sleep and he, he bores <laughs> me and then I'm gone. Um, anyway, so I, I've, I've got real worries about Sunday. Absolute real worries. I mean, you've got to wait. You know, you're going to get wound up by it. And I'm just, I'm, I'm dreading it. I, I don't hold out much hope. And I, I think then, then we, what we say, you've got West Ham to come afterwards. Were, and Moisey would always like to stick it to us, and then we I got those bast- then we got those bastard leads. Yeah, so, a lot of no he'll, probably, he'll, he'll, he'll probably put in seven holding midfielders on Sunday. 
We haven't if got we, seven. Yeah, if we have seven fit, blimey, I tell you at the moment. I, I wish just, I wish Van der Beek was fit. I said earlier on, do you know what? I really, really wish that we had the number of those doctors that Pep Guardiola uses to inject his players to get them quickly fit and, and ready to play. Because I'll tell you what, we could do with Paul Pogba this weekend. Uh, guys, I, and by the way, I can't believe I'm saying that with the stick I've given him in the past as well. Fair play, he's really proved his point. And I think that's because, as I said, on over the last six weeks before he was injured, he showed exactly what a consistent the fit Paul Pogba is all about. And, and, and I think that that says a lot. Um, we'll leave it there, guys. Neil, Barry, thank you for your company as ever. Guys, thank you for watching. Stay safe. Uh, join the movement. Join the community. YouTube.com forward slash all for United. Hit that subscribe button. Go check out this week's United Dailies. Tomorrow, we have got an awesome Derby Day preview for you tomorrow. Of course, tonight you can check out Tim on a preview Q&A, but tomorrow we've got a rival fan podcast. I've got Gaz Drinkwater joining me, who's a red. It's me and him, and then Natalie Pike, who's a big City fan, does a lot of work for City TV, and uh, and Stephen as well, who you'd know as esteemed company, is going to be joining us as well. Two Sky Blues, two Reds. What's the worst that could happen? Join us tomorrow live at 12.30. I'll see you then. Take care, guys. Bye for now. Yeah. Yeah.